Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm Noah Ziegler here. Today we have a special episode for you guys. First up is Connor head coach Matt Adi as the Cougars prepare for a regional contest against the Holy Cross Indians. And we also have Holy Cross alum Rick Broering joining us. Uh, we're super excited to have both of them, especially as regionals start tonight. Hopefully that you guys uh, enjoy this. Sit back, hang tight, and listen to Coach Adi and Rick Broering talk about NKY Hoops. He is the head coach at Connor High School, Matt Adi. Uh, welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks for having me. Uh, so a few things about what Matt has done. He is from the ninth region. He played for St. Henry and won the ninth region title in 2003. Then he played for four years at Bellarmine. And then after that, he became an assistant coach at St. Henry. And then after that, uh, he was an assistant coach at Louisville St. X. And then immediately after that, he was hired as the JV coach at Covington Catholic. And he was a varsity assistant under Scott Rusats as well. And then in 2017, our senior year in high school, actually, he was hired as the head coach at Connor High School. So you are in your fifth season now? Yeah, finishing up year five here in the next, hopefully, a few more weeks left in it. Coach, I guess just to kind of get this out of the way, because I know right now everyone talks about this and this is just how it is right now, but just COVID, um, could you talk about what has what specific challenges has COVID brought up and how have you had to adapt to overcome it? And has it made it any more difficult to connect with your players this year in terms of being able to connect with them after a loss or after a win and set, you know, setting the record straight? How just how difficult has COVID made everything in terms of coaching? Um, I think that the, the biggest thing to start was we didn't really have an off season together um, in a normal year. After the season ends, we take a month or so off. Usually that, that time's right about up with spring break. Um, and after spring break, we get back, back to work. Um, and we didn't get any of that. And then our district was a little late in letting getting people to do stuff. So we were even later, uh, with that. So the individual work, the, the weight room stuff, the skill stuff, we missed out a lot on. Um, so when we got back, it was kind of walking that fine line of, how much skill stuff are we doing versus how much team stuff do we do? Um, so that was the first kind of basketball hurdle. Um, then we started to get going and then the state shut everybody down again. So that was another, you know, on court kind of deal. As far as off the court stuff in that time frame, we had some interaction with the players, but not a whole lot. Um, just because on our end, I didn't want to force stuff on them like hey there's a lot of other stuff going on out in the world high school basketball is probably down on your list so we checked in every now and then but it wasn't like hey once a week well twice a week we're gonna try to have some sort of meeting like we didn't do any of that we tried to let them you know go live their life and try to figure out the pandemic just like we were um once we got back to stuff around thanksgiving it the in the building stuff has been kind of normal, um, normal-ish. There's obviously your masks, you're staying separated, but basketball-wise, interacting-wise, um, it seemed pretty normal. Um, but there were no the outside stuff that we would normally do, the, the getting people food, um, maybe doing one or two things at a football game where we'd all show up together. We couldn't do any of that stuff. Um, 
So that's been a little challenging. It, I've probably told people more than I've ever told them in my life, kind of to try to guide them on how to handle their personal life. Like, hey, make sure you're hanging around the right people, make sure they're doing the right things. You don't want to be the one person that gets everybody kind of shut down. And as the season went on, it was more about that, like, hey, we've made it this far. Let's not have something now. Or we've made it to the end of the regular season. Let's not have something come up uh, for the district tournament. But our kids have been been really, really good, been really, really disciplined about what they're doing and and who they're hanging around with. And thankfully, we've we've gotten to this point with without any major hiccups. You know, this year has been a lot for players and coaches. Um, just again, everyone kind of dealing with this, but what were the emotions like in the districts games? And I know Adam definitely wants to ask about that Boone County game. So I guess to start, just talk, just talk about the Boone County game, just walk us through that ending. Um, and then just talk about how, how, or I guess what the emotions were like winning districts, especially after a year like this. Um, the Boone, the Boone game we knew was going to be, be tough. They were, were playing really, really well at the end. I think if if they don't play Cooper and Ryle on back-to-back days, they might have been the two seed just from winning games and I even had to go to a coin flip. Um, so we knew that one was going to be tough, and it, it definitely was. I think um, – I know they didn't play the last week of the season, but I think they played at the end of the week before. We hadn't played, and I think it was like 15 days. Um, we took that last week off just to make sure – if, if anybody caught something at the end of the week before, that gave us 10 days to still be able to come back. Um, so I think that, to some extent, um, factored in. But, but definitely Boone played, played really, really well, and we, we were lucky enough to, to make a couple plays at the end to survive. I mean, I told, I told the kids afterwards, that at this point in the year, if you win one game or if you win every game by one point, they give you a big trophy at Rupp Arena at the end. So it doesn't matter if you win by 15, 20, or one. You just got to win. Definitely. That that finish to that game was just incredible. It was back and forth the entire fourth quarter. And then Riley just took things into his own hands in the last 10 seconds with that steal. And, and wow, really incredible to see. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's been one that, that he's played good varsity minutes since he was a freshman. Um, so it wasn't something that I didn't expect from him to try to make a play there at the end. Um, and we told the three seniors, Cole, Skiles, Spencer Cousins, and Riley, that the week of the district tournament, that it's it's their third postseason together playing major varsity minutes, that they were going to have to be the ones that kind of led us because everybody else that plays hasn't really had that experience yet. And I thought in that Boone game, Spencer was was hot early. Uh, Cole kind of got us going in the stretch to start the third quarter. And then Riley obviously finished it off with the steal and the layup. So those three, and then even in the Ryle game, those three were, were really big and key for us. Definitely. Uh, another player I'd like to ask you about on your team is uh, the emergence of Landon Hamilton, the, the sophomore this season. Uh, he had, what, 25 points when you guys played down at Louisville St. X this season. That was probably his best performance. Uh, yep. what, what kind of steps has he taken this season, and what do you think he can really do coming into next year? Um, well, Landon's one that's been playing at least JV since eighth grade. Um, so he's been one that we've, we've been around now for three years. So I think to some extent the comfort level of us knowing him, him knowing us, what we're expecting of him, 
um, kind of helped him this year. Uh, he's a, a relentless worker. So I know I didn't have to check on him uh, when we were shut down. I knew he was working. I knew he was trying to get into a gym someplace, shooting. I know he's got a hoop at his house. I knew he was doing work. Um, so he's he's definitely earned what he's getting this year um, because of the work he puts in. And I think moving forward, when he continues to work, he's going to continue to get better. Um, I think he's got to get a little more confident handling the ball. Um, but outside of that, and, and I know he's going to do that, um, he's definitely moving in the right direction to kind of take over for some of the seniors that we've had the past couple of years. Definitely. The future looks bright. I hope so. As long as I don't, as long as I don't screw it up. <laughs> well, apparently I think a lot of people agree with that notion. Uh, congratulations. Ninth region coach of the year. I think again, congratulations are in order. Um, Thank you again. Uh, but let's, let's kind of shift to the region this year. Um, we Adam and I have talked about this on our podcast a couple times, but just this year it's loaded and there are so many players that are just that have such talent, you know, Wyatt Veith at St. Henry. I mean, Covcast just has a list of players that can do so much damage, but just talk about the region this year. What What's kind of the mindset, especially it's kind of different, obviously not playing at NKU is it's going to be you know, a little bit weird, I guess, but um, you guys play Holy Cross. That is, you know, obviously a very good team. So I guess just talk about Holy Cross first and then kind of what's going on with the region this year. Um, so Holy Cross is like you said, they're, they're good. We played them the first game of the year. It was a, a close one, a tight one. You could tell it was the first game of the year for both teams. Um, and so we're expecting, you know, a really, really tough matchup tomorrow. They've, They've got some kids and do some things that, that we're going to have to definitely focus on or else we could struggle with some stuff. Um, but on the flip side, I think we could do some things that might frustrate them a little bit. Um, so it'll just be like it is at, at this point, every, every postseason, the team that, that makes the least amount of mistakes most of the time moves on. So we've got to make sure we're, we're locked in and focused on, on each possession to, to try to, like I said earlier, just score one more point. So I, I, this is just a, a case of, I think Adam, Adam and I did call this one as well, but St. Henry, you know, the number two team in the state going into districts and then falling in the district championship to Dixie. Uh, I think that just goes to show that in, uh, that any team, especially this year, could beat any team this year. Does that kind of make you go, okay, I have to remind my team that, any game, any day, anything can happen no matter what. So everyone just has to be locked in and focused in and kind of bought into the message. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely, especially at this point in the year, it's got to be that that message of you have to play every possession. I can't come down the floor and think I haven't made a couple shots, so I'm just going to kind of stand here on defense and then I give up two points. Most games are going to be close at this point in the year, especially late. They might, the final score might not end up being close, but that was probably because some team in the third or early fourth quarter made some mistakes they shouldn't have. And now it's that lead that was four and manageable is 12. And now that 12 goes to 15. And now that score looks a little stretched, but if you were paying attention the whole game, it wasn't like that. So yeah, the, this the region this year is definitely tight. There's multiple teams that, that could could do some stuff. It's just going to come down to who's playing well at the right times and 
getting the right bounces uh, to help them out. So we, again, kind of let in the fact that you have won the region before as a player. Um, I, I guess just to go back to being a player, because now you're on the other side, but just talk about what was your favorite moments as a player, kind of what moments stick out, especially kind of after, you know, you've had a lot of coaching experience as well. So kind of what moments as a player stick out that maybe you, you only have as a player and not as a coach? Um, definitely the, the camaraderie with the team um, is different than the camaraderie you have as a coach with the team. Um, the, the guys I played with at St. Henry, we grew up playing together or against each other since grade school. So we all knew each other. Even if we didn't play uh, basketball with each other, we played other sports together with each other. Um, so we knew everybody. So by the time we got to senior year, I mean, it, it was pretty much, you know, it's cliche that everybody says it sometimes, but like you, they're your brothers, right? And even now it's been, I'm old, so it's been 18 years. Um, there's still people that I talk to, uh, the, the group of seniors, we still talk. I saw something online the other day that it was the date that we had won the region and I saw and I texted it to everybody and we all like had a little group chat about it um so that's that's from the off the court stuff is is that the the relationships you build with those guys especially um, when they're they're guys that you've known your entire life um the basketball part is playing basketball something that you love to do. And then again, you do it with people that, that you grew up playing with and then to accomplish something um, that had only happened once in school history um, makes it, it even sweeter. And I think that was one memory that I have after the, the loss at Rupp um, was we're all just kind of sitting around and, and looking at each other like, nobody's ever done this before. Like, this is kind of cool. Um, even though we lost and that wasn't, we were, weren't just happy just to get there, but just sitting back and even in that moment thinking like, man, they've been playing basketball there a long time and nobody else has done what we've done. I can definitely attest to the fact that a lot of people still talk about the fact that you guys have done something that nobody else has done. I mean, I know my dad, we, we talk about it, that, that the 2003 team is it's, it's historical in St. Henry. But the reason why we talk about it a lot now is this kind of leads me into this is the fact that this year I think is the St. Henry team and last year as well. Um, you could argue it's one of the best since the 2003 team. Um, and I know obviously you're speaking from a, a competitive or competing or competing coach, but uh, just as an alum, I guess, how, how has it been watching coach Faust and this team, you know, why Bessler and the others, how, how's it been kind of watching this team, sort of take the state by storm. And this has been the first time in a long time since people have paid or people across the entire state has paid attention to St. Henry and they've been in the top five of the state. Just talk about how it's been watching their success in recent years, since it has been the first time in a long time since they've kind of reached this level. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, like you said, at a com competing school, I, I don't see as much of them as I probably as an alum would like, but following and, and understanding and, and, um, my assistant coach, Adam Faust, is Coach Faust of St. Henry's son. So a little bit of back and forth between the two of us as two alums just about it and how it's going. And it is fun um, to kind of see them having the success. And then Wyatt being a guy I played with, Todd Beast's nephew, and I think with the 18-year gap, Wyatt was born while we were doing all the 
the stuff back in 03. So having a little bit of a connection there, um, it's, it's fun to see and, and see them doing well. Um, and I, you know, I most of the time want them to win every game, but two when we play them in the regular season and hopefully when we meet in the regional final. Right. And speaking, speaking of schools that you've attended this year, Bellarmine, now they're division one. Um, again, I know you, you're obviously busy with coaching, but how much have you been able to pay attention to them? Because they, they did really well this year. And I think a lot of people realized how good of a program Bellarmine really is. And I think, I think if you, uh, people who kind of know Bellarmine knew that this jump from D2 to D1 was going to be pretty, uh, I don't want to say easy, but you know, they were going to be able to do it pretty smoothly, but Obviously, I, I mean, second in the A Sun. Just talk about how cool it's been to see Bellarmine take that jump from D two to D one, and now in a couple of years they're going to have a chance to make the big dance. Yeah, it's it's definitely neat to watch. Um, I was able, lucky enough, now that their games are on ESPN Plus and stuff, and I got a subscription to that. Was able to watch a decent amount, at least here and there, um, to see them some. So it, it was fun to watch, fun to see. Uh, Coach Davenport and his son, Doug, who I played with when I was there, um, have the success that they've had this year and to see them kind of do and still do some of the same stuff um, that we did when I was there. And, hey, I remember doing that. I remember running that ply. I remember getting the sh same shot that that kid just hit. Um, it, it's definitely fun, and it, and it makes you, when you see it on the Division One level, makes you, you know, as an alum, feel proud of what they're doing down there. My brother went to Bellarmine from 2012 to 16, so I, I was I've been paying attention to them, and I think it's really cool. But uh, just the last couple of questions for me, at least. Um, so Adam and I actually we talked about this before. We went to grade school for a couple of years with Spencer Hemrick, and we wanted to ask just uh, real quick, just talk about Spencer, what he's like, what he was like on the court, off the court, because. We went to grade school with him. We paid attention to him when he was, you know, kill, making a killing it in the in the ninth region. So what what was he like? Um, he was great. He was great to coach. He was here. He was a senior my first year um, here. Uh, we've stayed in contact at least a couple times a year. We we text each other about certain things. Um, he was a great, great player, hard worker, um, really good teammate, and and somebody that wanted to win. Um, each night and was willing to put put the work in every day to do it. Um, but on top of that, he was a, an even nicer guy um, and obviously super, super smart. He's probably going to be a doctor at some level at some whatever specialty he wants to do. But yeah, he's was definitely one of the ones that year one we enjoyed having and and wished we'd, we'd gotten a, a couple more years with him. That's awesome to hear. But um, so ne my next question, I'm curious as to um, kind of what your answer is to this, but uh, I, I wonder who is the best player that you've coached against, or maybe a player that you coached against and went, wow, I wish I, and I know obviously you love your teams and every single player, but you know, yeah. maybe a player that you coach against that you went, wow, I wish I had him on my roster. Maybe if it would have fit the game plan that you have better, or if you just wanted from a talent standpoint. Um. That's a good question. I have to think. I think I don't know. Especially, especially this year. I know. I have. Have yeah, you guys played this year, time in Kenton? And yeah, you definitely got a lot, a lot this year. Thinking back to my time uh, as a freshman coach and then a bar, or an assistant at St. X in Louisville, I think the one year we played um, 
Ballard had, um, I can't think of his name, Quentin Snyder, and um, the, the one guy that went to, to Butler and now has played for a couple NBA teams. Um, I can't think of his name. Martin, Keelan Martin. There it is. Okay. They had those two, so that was pretty tough. The one year down there, Eastern had uh, Remy Abel that went to Xavier. Um, they had another guy that went to Butler, Cameron Woods, I think, and then they had one guy that went to IUPUI. So seeing those, some of those kind of guys down there up close made you think, man, this is really, really good high school basketball down here. But but being up here, um, since I've gotten back, there's the talent level, I feel like, seems to just keep getting better and better each year. There's almost – most years you can go down the, the region – and pick a player from each team that you're like, man, if I got that kid, that'd be nice. He'd be a nice piece on our team. So I, I it's tough. Even like I said, within Louisville, it was tough to pick a, a player. I think up here you got, man, some of the kids we had at Cuff were nice. And then even with St. Henry, when I first got back up here, Adam Getz was doing stuff to people. Um, oh, yeah. That's a St. Henry name. Um, I know the one year at at Cuff we lost to New Cath and Ben Wire was really, really good good um Drew that McDonald was, beforehand yeah Drew well. McDonald was good at that point they had both of them um and then the one year they they won the region I think it was just wire was there um but the, those were always battles when I was down there and then you had Bolden and them at, at Holmes I mean it's that's tough to pick that's real yeah yeah, now at 5.15, Sean McNeil's going to be playing in the tournament. Yeah, that's, that's right. Those guys at Cooper that that gave it to us for a couple of years out here at Connor my first few years. So, yeah, there's you can't you can't really, I don't think, pick somebody. It's, it's too hard. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you said about the talent level is rising at a rapid yeah. rate, especially since we've been in high school, since we've graduated. It's so noticeable just – the more D1 talent in this area is just increasing. Yeah, yeah, but not even D1, heck, D2, D3s yeah. are getting more looks. Is It's definitely jumping here in the last uh, handful of years. I, for me, the last question I have is um, tying tying all, I guess, this year, and I, I know obviously everyone talks about COVID. It, it gets tiring to talk about, but just this year, I think a lot of people have learned things in a lot of areas, Um you know, whether it relates to basketball or not, but what have you learned this year that you're going to carry beyond this year? Cause I know a lot of people are looking forward to, you know, not having to wear a mask anymore, not having to worry about hand sanitizer or using hand sanitizer after every time they do anything. But, you know, is there something that you've learned from this year that you think that next year, once everything does go back to normal, that you're always going to kind of go back to and say, yes, this was your, I guess, something that you learned over this time. Um, maybe just that you need, as far as basketball wise, you need the time in the gym to get better, but to some extent, do you need it, you know, every day, can you take a couple days here and there, uh, a week in the summer outside of the dead period to just say, Hey, go be a kid. Um, I think that might be one of the things that I take away that, that, yeah, we need to be in here, but you also need to be a kid because, at the end of the day, it's, it's high school basketball and, and you're going to remember it, but you're also going to remember stuff from, from outside of here and, and maybe to some extent to get the most out of the kids. Um, 
having them have a life outside of here is, is not the worst thing in the world. And as coaches and everybody, we like to control everything. And this year you had no control over stuff. So kind of being able to roll with, with that and, and knowing that, Hey, even if I don't have control over every little thing, um, it'll probably end up being all right. I, I agree. I think this year, I, I guess it stems back to last year when, you know, everything got canceled and a lot of people said, Oh, can you imagine? I mean, at least maybe it's just because I'm a senior in college, but everyone's saying, Oh, seniors in college can't imagine them. But for high schoolers, it's some of their senior days were taken away in prom. So I definitely agree that the, the mental, I guess the mental idea or the mental health benefits of, you know, being a kid still reminding players that, Hey, you know, I mean, the, the obviously this summer, and I think a lot of people saw it is there, there's a lot of, messed up stuff going on. So I definitely think it's great to tell your players to just sometimes say, Hey, take a deep breath. You're still a kid and kind of embrace the moment. Yep. Absolutely. Adam, do you have any questions you want to add? Uh, I don't think I have anything else. I would just like to thank you for coming on and joining us uh, and good luck tomorrow. Really big game. And it's going to be really fun to watch. I'm really excited to watch it myself. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on and, and hopefully we, we give you some excitement and hopefully a, a Connor win tomorrow. Yeah. As both of both Adam and I are not only Hebrew natives, but you know, again, we always want to cheer on a St. Henry alum. So uh, like he said, good luck this regional tournament, as you, as you said in the earlier, hopefully it's St. Henry Connor in the finals, but, but uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And again, good luck tomorrow. And we'll be, we'll be watching and cheering on. I, thank, thank you. you. I, I appreciate it. And, and keep doing what you guys are doing another very special guest. Uh, this is Rick Browering. Uh, he is, you may know him from Musketeer Report, or if you listen to NKU basketball on the radio, or maybe if you love Northern Kentucky high school sports, like most of our listeners do, you remember him from NKY fan. Welcome to the show, Rick. Thanks for having me on guys. I, uh, I'm really impressed with the way you guys have carried on the torch of covering prep sports. You're doing a really good job. Thank you. It really means a lot. Rick really, really helped me out in the starting of all of this. And he really helped me guide me in the right direction. He's always been somebody that's there for me. And I can't thank him enough for that. All right. So now we're going to go into the, we're going to talk about Rick's alma mater. Holy Cross is, has a big matchup at Connor tomorrow in the ninth region tournament. We just had Matt Audie to come on and talk about the game. Uh, Noah, what do you, what do you have to say about this one? I mean, you, you look at, both teams and you see Holy Cross, they're just loaded with Jacob Meyer, who as a sophomore has definitely shown that if he keeps the, if he keeps up with the same trajectory that he's shown, or I guess established for himself, then he has potential to become one of the better Holy Cross players in program history. Um, you know, long, long list of good players to come through that program too. So obviously that's a, a bit of high praise, but uh, Connor led by Matt Adi, they have a couple of good players. They, this is going to be a battle of, you know, Connor's kind of kind of style. You have Holy Cross, who's an electric team. They know how to score. I mean, any team that can outscore Scotty Droud when he's have, when he's having a hot night is a good team. Um, but Connor just knows how to play their style. I mean, Coach Adi has that team bought in to their brand of basketball. And I think I I do think Holy Cross might. Uh, you know, coming into that game, I think Holy Cross is a little a little bit of the favorite, but. Um, again, you look at Myrie, you look at McClendon, those are players that Coach Adi for Connor is just going to have a lot of uh, trouble dealing with and having to plan for that. But Adam and Rick, what do you, what do you think about this game? Obviously, uh, 
a big game for both programs as we get into the regional tournament. And uh, their side of the bracket is wide open. They they don't have to deal with Cupcast, St. Henry, or Highlands. Um, so that, that obviously that's a huge, huge part of that because any of those teams really now have a good path to the tournament, uh, regional tournament finals. But uh, what do you guys think initially about this game? Well, I think my big takeaway, just looking at how the bracket is set up, is if you're a Holy Cross fan, you understand that within the 35th district, it seems like two of Covcath and Beachwood and Holmes are always good. Whether you are or not, there's always two other really good teams in this this uh, pod, and that's changed throughout the year. Sometimes Holmes has been really good, and Beachwood has been down, but uh, you know now it seems like Beachwood is up, and and Holmes is down a little bit more. But either way, it's always been really hard just to even make it to the regional tournament. And then once you do get there, Holy Cross has rarely gotten a favorable draw within the ninth region tournament. And as you just alluded to, you look at this year's bracket, and it is set up to where. Granted, you've already lost to Connor once this year, so it's not like you've got a great draw. You're not going to walk through it by any stretch of the imagination. But it is set up to where the best teams in the ninth region are on the other half of the bracket. So if you are playing your best basketball at the right time, if you get hot, I mean, let's face it, at this time of year, you want to have a guy. And they have a guy in Jacob Meyer. When you have a guy who can go score 30 on any given night, that gives you a chance to win any game at this level of basketball. And they have that guy. They have a favorable draw. I think if you're a Holy Cross fan, this is setting up to be one of the more exciting trips to ninth region tournament that they've had in the last couple decades. Yeah, I completely agree with that. This draw that they got is it's a tough one considering they have to play at Connor with the regional not being at a neutral site, that's, that's a little tougher, but if they can get past Connor, then Dixie would be the semifinal matchup. And when, when's the last time they've made it to the ninth region final? Yeah. I wish I had that, uh, that information handy. I really don't even know the answer to that question, to be quite honest with you. It's been a while. I know that. Yeah. Well, if anybody's going to do it, I think Jacob Meyer could definitely be that guy. And then this senior class alongside of him, Brandon McClendon, Jeremiah Hicks, and Blake Robinson, this is the year that they can really do this. And it's going to be really exciting. I cannot wait, wait for that game tomorrow night. Well, you mentioned Brandon McClendon. I think that's someone you have to bring up with regards to this matchup because in that first game, Connor won by 12. McClendon doesn't play, and it's the first game of the year. Let's face it, in a year like we just had, no team is the same team right now that they were at the beginning of the high school basketball season. So I think – I don't want to say you can completely throw that result out the window, but to a certain extent, you take McClendon out of the game, you factor in that it's the first game of the year. I think no one's going to be looking – at that game is super indicative of what's going to happen in a first round matchup in the tournament here. So I definitely, uh, I think McClendon is going to make a major difference for this Holy cross team in that game. Um, and it kind of, it kind of enables you to, to be positive. If you're a Holy cross fan, despite that first matchup between these teams. Uh, like we've talked about already is just the idea of like the, the path is there. I mean, they're the, the road to the regional final is there for anyone to take. And I know it's a lot easier said than done, but these are – I feel like you can make a case for any of those bottom four teams, maybe outside of Newport, that they can easily find themselves in the regional championship. So what do you guys think are the biggest keys for both Holy Cross and Connor in order to get past this game and then face likely Dixie, who just beat St. Henry, the number two team in the state? So that's a huge win. Um, that's going to be a tough game. But what's the key to getting to the regional final, kind of making sure that they actually follow that path instead of having it laid out for them and maybe getting ahead of themselves? 
I think anytime you come to this time of year, three point shooting has such a major impact when you're talking about a one game sample size, you know, I mean, the team that gets hot and there's a lot of other factors. You want to be playing well on defense. You know, you want to be taking good care of the basketball. You want to be making free throws and all that, but the team that gets hot from the outside has such a major advantage. If everything else is mostly equal when this comes, you know, this time of year, whether it's high school, college, NBA, what have you three point shooting is such a big deal in the current game of basketball. And I think for, so for Holy cross, you look at it and you're just thinking Blake Robinson and Jacob Meyer, do they get hot from the outside? Because if they do, this team can make a run to the ninth region finals legitimately. I don't think anyone would doubt that with the way this, this bracket is is set up for them. So, and on the flip side, Connor's in the same boat. They're a little bit more team oriented. They need more guys to get it done. They don't have that one guy like Jacob Meyer who can get you 30 or, or more in one game, but they do have multiple guys who can score a little bit. So same thing for them. If they get two or three guys that are hitting from the outside on the same night, then they definitely have a, a chance to make a run here to the finals as well. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'd, I'd just like to add that you uh, talked about Blake Robinson. Yeah, he is one of the most pure three-point shooters that I've seen in the long time in a long time in the ninth region. And I, I've seen that he's been getting some college interest lately, and I really hope that improves as we uh, get into the regional tournament and he gets some more looks here. You guys have seen these guys a lot more than I have. What do you think of Jacob Myers' upside as a recruit? Where do you think he might get looks from? See, here's the thing is initially I want to say he would get maybe looks at the Division One level. I, not, I, I think I haven't personally been able to see him play, I guess, or in person or on a broadcast yet. So I don't want to slap a label that he's a D1 prospect just yet. But I, I look at someone like Scotty Droud, Kelly Neese, who have both lit up the – or, well, Kelly Neese, the 10th region, but who have both lit up Northern Kentucky for all four years of high school – and yet they don't have any division one offers. And it's kind of weird. we saw it with Jake Omer as well. And Jake, I think everyone who watched him knew that Jake Omer had the talent of a division one player, but it, I guess just fell to the fact that he was a little too short and maybe coaches looked at that and didn't even give him the time of day, even though he was dropping 30 points a night sometimes for Scott. So I, I, I'd hope for his sake that he's able to get those division one looks and I feel like being so close to Cuffcat is going to help him a little bit. And the fact that um, Leighton Strand was at Xavier. So as, as you, as you know, uh, you know, the Holy Cross to Xavier, but uh, I think for, uh, for Jacob Meyer, I think the upside is there. I think he has the chance to, as, as long as he get, is able to get those looks. And uh, luckily for him, hopefully this summer, he, there's going to be a lot more loose restrictions or if any at all on, kind of AAU tournaments. Hopefully there'll be a lot more opportunities for him to go to camps, uh, to visit campuses and stuff like that. So I I think this summer is going to be telling and hopefully by next year, we'll have a better idea because again, hopefully by next year, the recruiting dead period is over because that's been going on for a while. So um, I I think he, I think he could find himself on a D1 team, especially kind of now that we see like a school like Bellarmine is D1 and NKU taking Sam Vincent, I think, um, you can see kind of similarities with Jacob Meyer, but Adam, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I, I've had the pleasure to watch him in person a few times this season, and he's even better in person is what I would like to say. In warmups, he's one of the bounciest players I've ever seen. Will Downton was very impressive, but I think Jacob Meyer, Meyer is just every bit at that level, and he's only a sophomore at this point. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it it's really going to be about, you know, the next year for him in terms of his development and how well he rounds out his skill set and continues to grow and everything like that. But I've I've heard his name a lot, obviously. Um, 
the one thing that strikes me about this tournament as a whole, not just this half of the bracket, but on the other side, I mean, Sam Vincent and Mitchell Riley and stuff. I mean, I remember when I covered the sport and if a guy was dunking in a game, they were like the showstopper for the most part. You know, there was a guy here, a guy there, and they'd get the breakaways. But these guys are dunking constantly and throwing oops on each other and dunking on each other's heads. I mean, there are some real poster dunks going on in the ninth region this year. And I have to imagine from your guys' perspective covering it, that's got to be a lot of fun. And you got to be excited to to look forward to this tournament for that for that reason. It's kind of like, you know, if somebody if somebody was able to dunk, everybody in every ninth region school knew their name knew exactly when their next game was and how they could potentially watch it and if they were close enough to maybe go watch them. Um, I know our junior year, I think, when uh, Beetle Bolden at Holmes came to St. Henry, most of the St. Henry student section, if not everyone, was there to watch him um, do whatever. And he, he was trying to hit 360 dunks in warm-ups. It was ridiculous. And I remember there's at some point he even got a breakaway and everybody in the student section – it was almost as like we were the home student section trying to see him do something cool. But yeah, now, now it's, we're looking at it. And I mean, Adam and I, I talked about this. I saw someone post a video of a St. Henry JV player dunking. And if you told me four year, four or five years ago that St. Henry would have JV players dunking, <laughs> I would ask you who, what who, you're talking about the wrong St. Henry. Cause there's, there's no shot that anybody at, at when we were there at least could dunk, but yeah, it, it's crazy, Adam. Shout out to Griffin Elite, game. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Griffin, I think that Griffin Elite connection's working really well right now. But yeah, um, so I guess if you do, you guys want to move on to maybe some predictions, make some calls, maybe even predict the region bracket, or see. I guess what do you guys think? Do predictions for the game? Yeah. Yeah, I know, Rick. Rick, I know you said yeah. that you're not uh, as tapped into the ninth region as much anymore, but I guess. When in doubt, just choose cop calf, <laughs> just, <laughs> as you know, probably. Yeah, that would certainly be my prediction to win it all. Um, I, you know, you always hear enough about the Colonels, and I know what Scott Ruth sets is about and the type of talent they typically have. And I know this year isn't too much of an exception in that regard. So they would be my pick to win it all. Um, in terms of this Holy Cross Connor game, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think you're going to see a close one. I think it'll come down to the final few possessions. I'm just going to roll with. Like I said, I, I like the team that has the guy to go to. They know who in the final minutes, who has the best player on the court. That's Holy Cross, Jacob Meyer. I'm going to pick him to win the game in the end. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm going to have to go the other way with this one. Uh, I think Holy Cross is definitely trending in the right direction, but Jacob Meyer will have more opportunities in the regional. And this is Riley Osterberg's senior year, and I think he's going to get this done. I'm going to take – Connor, 60 to 56. I'm going to side with uh, Rick on this one. I, I, I hate that I have to because I know Coach Adi is a St. Henry alum and we just talked to him. But I think Jacob Meyer, or like Rick said, I think out of anybody on the court, Jacob Meyer is the the most the guy. I don't know how to even say that correctly, but he, he exemplifies the impact player the most. And I think when he comes to the ninth region, you need a player – that elevates it. And I know that Connor's going to keep it close and it's going to be a close game. Uh, it's going to be a toss up, but I think when you look at the scoring that Holy Cross can have, it's, it's going to be really hard to ma- uh, match up. And I think if, if as long as Jacob Meyer can kind of get things rolling and have his usual night, I think it's going to be very difficult for Connor to stop and therefore very difficult for them to win. But beyond that, I think I have to agree. It's just with, in terms of the overall region, I think you got to go the safe bet, Cuff Cath. 
I think they're loaded and ready to do it. And I think St. Henry losing to Dixie just kind of shows that anyone can be not, I shouldn't say anyone, but I think that a lot of teams, um, if anyone can beat anyone, I guess is a better way to put it. And Dixie showed that St. Henry isn't invincible. So I think Cupcat probably is looking to favorite, but. We'd just like to thank Rick for coming on. Uh, Rick, uh, tell us where you, where you can, uh, everybody can find you at. Yeah, I think probably Twitter's the best spot, just at Rick Broing on Twitter and uh, everything I do for the most part, whether it's NKU or Xavier or otherwise is, is on there somewhere. So I'll find me on Twitter. That's the best spot. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Keep up all the good work. I'll be following the ninth region tournament through you guys at 859 Insider. And I uh, can't wait to see what you guys do to take this to the next level going forward.